0: Welcome to the Real People, Real Talk podcast ministry. Today, I'm doing something different. I am jumping in the time machine and bringing you one of our most popular relationship episodes. It features a conversation with my mom and dad who've been married over 30 years. And this episode is full of wisdom. It's full of nuggets relating to thriving in your relationship with the Lord, but also thriving in your relationship with your significant other. Enjoy Keys to a Lasting golly Marriage. Revisited from Season 2. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Happy February and thank you so much for joining us. You are in for a real treat today. Well, you're actually in for a real treat for this entire month. This month is all about relationships. We're talking about the keys to a golly marriage today. And then throughout the month, we're going to tackle singleness, dating, and even interracial relationships. Yep. We are going there. I'm joined today by my dear co-host. I call her Bay, but other people call her Slim.
1: Woo-hoo.
2: We're joined today by Pastors Leonard and Paula Calco out of Mississippi. They have been married for 33 years and have been pastoring for over 20 years.
0: Yes, they love God, they love people, and they certainly love each other. They also appeared in episode 17, Relationship Goes the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. But today, we are diving deeper into the keys to a lasting
3: godly marriage. So welcome to the show, Mom and Dad. Amen, my brother. It's good to be back, amen, with Paul and Slim and back with the people of God, with real talk and real people.
1: Well, bless his wonderful name. Glory to God. It is so good to be back with real people, real talk, with my son, Prince Paul, and my northern love, Princess Liam. Give it up for Liam.
0: Amen. Thank you very much. So we're going to get right into it since y'all are not strangers to the show. What has God been teaching and showing you
3: guys lately um, as you have been in this word? Well, Brother Paul, for me, man, what he's been showing and teaching me, man, that our love for God Need to stay pure. And when the word of God says Matthew 5 and 8, bless are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Amen. So make sure that our hearts stay pure with God during this journey. Because sometimes, amen, if you ain't careful, amen, you can also deter. You want to make sure, amen, that you are walking in your calling. Like Moses, for example. When God called Moses, the people of God didn't have no doubt that this man was sent by God. Moses kept it holy. That's what I'm saying. Keep it holy. Bring folks to God, amen, by, by showing them the power, the miracles.
1: Amen, Pastor Calco. But well, what God has been showing me and teaching me lately as I've been in the word, fellowshiping and communing with God, God is teaching me how to really press in deeper into the word of God. It's so important now. The times that we're living in now, we're living in perilous time, And God has been teaching me more to really cleave to his word to go deeper into fellowship and in communing with him in the presence of the Holy Spirit, abiding in his word, studying his word, meditating upon his word. He's been teaching me to go deeper in fasting and praying and drawing nigh to God so God can draw nigh to me, to serve him more, to love him more, to spend more time in his presence. God's been teaching me this is the time to draw nigh to God. So God can draw nigh to us. This is the time to go deeper in your walk with God. Loving God his way. And loving his people. This is the time people God. This is not time to go on a vacation from God. But this is the time to go to the mountain to hear what God has to say. There is a fresh word to be downloaded. But it's found as we fellowship. As we commune with him daily. All through the day. Keeping that line open. This is what God been teaching me and showing me as I've been spending time in His presence.
3: Yeah, back again. What I want to say from Proverbs four and twenty three, it says, "Keep thou heart with all diligence; from out of it are the issue of life." Make sure, Amen, that you allow nothing and nobody move your heart away from God. Keep the heart holy. The heart belongs to God. That's real talk.
0: That is real talk, and they took us to church already. And as you see, that God must be the center of the marriage. Baby, what we got for him? What we go ask him?
2: So tell us this: How do you stay in love for so long?
3: Number one for me, Slim, keeping my connection with God. It helped me to maintain my connection with my wife. It's also allowing God's word to transform my life. If I can allow God to change me, if I can allow God to make me better, if I can allow God, allow him to work on me and fix me and redo me, that's how we maintain our connection. When when we allow God to work on each other. Amen. And also, amen. I also uh, allow his word to change my life. And I also, I love this one here. Don't give the devil place in your marriage, that's how we stay married so long. Amen. We do a lot of things together. We call we still calling each other after thirty some years. We still calling each other with passion. Amen. We still go out to dates. Amen. We just do things. We just have fun. Do things together. Don't never stop loving.
1: Amen, Bishop. How do you stay in love for so long? I just want to add. Just this. Again, you have to keep your connection with God. Your love for God has to always be fresh and alive and passionate and vibrant. And from that relationship with my father, with the Godhead, that relationship, that love relationship with the Godhead, it flows through me to my husband where I can serve him and love him the way the Bible says, love him and honor him, and reverence him. That's how we keep our love fresh. You gotta keep walking with God and keep loving God.
3: Amen, baby. I want to also add to that that the Word of God says that God is love. Okay, God is love. Well, if we if God is the head of our marriage, and if we allow God to be in our life every day. That's how you stay married so long. And you know, because we have love in there. Who is love? God.
0: So I like all of it. Let's dive a little bit deeper. What does that look like on a daily or weekly basis? Like tell the people like do y'all have a set time that y'all pray and read together? Or do y'all just do it alone or both? Like um, talk to the people.
1: Well, this is what it looked like at home behind closed doors. Pastor have his personal time with the Lord. I have my personal time with the Lord. But through that day, we never go a day without praying together. We don't study together every day, but we do study, try to study at least once or twice a week so we can bond together in the spirit so we can flow together as one. Uh, serving him, this is how it looks behind closed doors. Whatever Pastor asks me to do, I make sure I have, Hit the right spirit, right attitude. And I'm I'm here to please the Lord. So if I'm pleasing the Lord, I'll please you, baby. This is how I look behind closed doors. Being kind to one another. And this is big right here. We have to be quick to forgive. To drop stuff, to leave it, and let it go. Don't get stuck because we're on a mission got to keep moving, keep it flowing, being kind, Uh, kind words, maybe fixing his uh, favorite meal, maybe buying him a gift, but just really being there for him, having a a listening ear, an understanding heart, or serving him. Maybe when he's not feeling his best, do whatever I can. After I pray over him, pray with him, serve him. This is how I look behind closed doors. Walking, humble, serving without no expectation, just simply denying myself and loving my husband and serving him. Switching gears
2: a little, how do y'all handle conflict?
1: Real talk. Real talk. Real people. Well, this is how... My husband and I, <laughs> this is how we do it now. You know, after walking with the Lord for uh, being married for 33 years and really become a disciple of God's word, which means not being a hearer of God's word, but being a doer of God's word. That means obeying the word of God. This is how we have a conflict now. <laughs> we go to the word now, don't we, Pastor? Amen. We sit down and we talk it out. We pray together. What well, we knew we humble ourselves before God and toward each other. Now we don't fight to be right, but now we're fighting for unity and oneness. And that is where God commands a blessing. When we work together to be peacemakers, we're aiming for peace now. So after walking with God and being married for so long, You don't fight to be right no more. You fight now for unity, a oneness, a harmony, because you want to please God. That's how we have a conflict now. And the spirit of meekness and humility before God and before each other, because we're striving for unity and peace and harmony.
3: Baby, that that was so good, girl. Thank you. But coming from that again, in third chapter of Peter, mm-hmm. amen. And, uh, first Peter in the seventh verse, mm-hmm. it also say this. Uh, it say, likewise, ye husband, mm-hmm. where well, with them according to the knowledge, giving them honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers that your prayers Mm -hmm. be not hindered. I mean, say when you really think about everything that Jesus did for you personally, when you think about what he did, how he left all that glory Mm -hmm. came here and what he endured in the last quarter of his life, the nailing, the spitting, the spitting, everything that he endured for us. It should be, it shouldn't be hard for us. Amen. To sit down and reason together Amen, And get the devil out As soon as you recognize that he's in Get him out Because you, the word of God say that He is not the author of confusion So when you just sit down And just listen to each other That your prayers Be not hindered. I'm praying for a whole lot And believing God for a whole lot So I'm making sure on my half Amen I want to be a peacemaker I said my wife also A lover It's not hard to sit down and talk to the one That you really love It's not hard to be a peacemaker With someone you really love So that's real talk brother
0: And that is Real talk thank y'all so much for sharing That wisdom thus far So as you can see here we're taking y'all to church And so in Colossians chapter 3 Verses 18 through 19 It says wives submit to your husband As it is fitting to the Lord Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. This is a passage of scripture that, you know, some people think is a a tough pill to swallow, but it's God's word. And we got to honor everything that God says.
2: So Mama Paula, what does it mean to submit to your husband?
1: Praise God. What does it mean for me to submit to my husband? Let's go to the word. Ephesians 5 and 22. It says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. What does it mean for me to submit to my husband? That means I'm honoring God's word by obeying his word, by yielding my will over to him to to do God's will. That word submit means to yield. So I have to yield to my husband because I just want to say this. I am so blessed and highly favored by God to have a husband like Pastor Leonard. He is surely a man after the heart of God and willing to do whatever it takes to fulfill the will of God for his life. So for me to submit to him, I need to make sure I'm working with him and not working against him keeping the unity of peace, the bond of peace. I need to make sure I assist him. I need to make sure that I'm willing to take instructions and also criticism and correction because I know he loved God. And I know God used him a lot to bring instruction and correction so I could become that better submissive wife. So, to submit to God, I have yielded my will over to God's will to do His will. That's what it means to me to submit to my husband, honoring God's word, and that's real talk. Real and people,
0: real people, real talk indeed. And Mom was talking about what it's like to submit to the husband. Now we we can't leave. We can't just cherry pick God's word. But the other part of that verse says, "Husbands, to love your wives, um, and do not be harsh with them." And then another passage that talks about how um, the husband should love the wife as Christ loved the church. So, Dad, I want to ask you, what does that look like to love your wife as Christ loved the church? Man, that's beautiful.
3: When you really in love with God, word, and really in love with the woman you marry. it's not hard to say it. Christ came to serve the church. Love your wife like Christ loved the church. What, what did he do? He came to serve. Walk almost everywhere, anywhere, just to serve. Lay down his life for the peoples. So it's our job as husband, amen, be willing to serve your wife. That's loving. Be willing to lay your life down for her. If need be, that's loving. Be willing to just do what you know to do. Love. Sir, spend time with her, Amen. It, it shouldn't have to be her birthday for you to buy her a gift. It shouldn't have to be Valentine's Day for you to buy her a gift. My wife don't even be with me, but I shop for her, buying her dresses. I know her size. It wasn't her birthday. It's just because I love her, serving her, bringing joy to her, not trying to make her life misery, trying to keep unity in the marriage cooking for her. She'll tell you that right now. I love to cook for her. I I love serving her like Christ served the church. I love loving her like Christ loved the church. I love helping her like Christ loved the church. I would go anywhere for her if I can like Christ loved the church. And
0: people, that's real talk. I think that's a good nugget right there to kind of harp on a bit is just doing the just because like we shouldn't just wait till it's um, Christmas or wait till it's anniversary or wait till it's Valentine's but to do just because gifts like recently uh, for my wife she loves Starbucks so I got her a Starbucks gift card. Um, I do that periodically and then I put a note in her um, lunchbox, even though um, the day that I put it in there was a day that she didn't take her lunchbox to work. And so I was a little sad when I got up, but I did go back and put it on her pillow so she could see. it. And so I feel like a lot of times in the church we preach um, submitting, but sometimes we don't harp on as much when it says to love. I feel like if I'm loving my wife like Christ loved the church, it would be easier for my wife to submit to me. Because I'm loving her the way that the way that Christ loved the church, because Christ loved the church so much that he did what he died for the church, and so of course, like the man is to lead, but we forget that I should lead in humility. I should lead in probably being the first one to apologize. I should lead in serving. I should lead in making sure that we are connected to the Lord. So I really believe that if I, as the husband, am I'm loving my wife as Christ loved the church. It would be relatively easy for you to submit, right?
2: Yes, I agree with what you just said, Bay. Um, that is one thing that he is really good at is that he does the just because, and he didn't start that when we got married. He started that when we started dating, and um, it was just little gifts here and there that just showed me that he was uh, caring for me, and I really appreciate all the Starbucks gift cards, um, but one thing that he recently did is back in November, it was the anniversary of my godmom's death, and each year is different for me. Uh, I don't know what the year will be like until I get to that day, and so this year was uh, a little more difficult for me, and so on those days, I just try to think about other things and think about the positivity. But like when I came home from having dinner with one of my friends, he had like a note on the bed for me and he had my favorite drink and my favorite candy, just saying that he thought about me today, even though he had already, uh, text me and called me earlier. He, um, definitely made sure when I got home that he, um, because he wasn't there that night because it was a Thursday night, but, um, he made sure when I got home that, I knew that he had been thinking of me, praying for me that day. And it's just awesome to be able to uh, come home to those type of things. So that's a gold nugget for you people out there. Uh, The Just Because really, really does a a really good gesture as far as how it looks to love your spouse. And then just going back to the submitting part. I agree. Like whenever you have somebody that you know that you can trust, you know, that you can go, uh, that can lead you into the right direction. Now, I mean, we submit to our husbands, but if we, if our husband isn't making a good decision, then that as a wife, we have to step up and say, Hey, babe, mm, I don't know about that because we trust our husbands to lead us and we submit to the things that, Um, our husband does but sometimes we can often forget like at the end of that well at the in the middle of that it says wives submit to your husband as it is fitting in the Lord so we have to be sure that we both are um, in the word we're both praying we're both um, leading and submitting on both ends because it looks different for every marriage And you just have to know what works for your marriage and what it looks like to lead and to submit as the husband and as the wife.
3: Slim, that is real talk. That is so beautiful. And just to say something else, Mm -hmm. amen, praise God. I thought about Adam and Eve, how Eve helped her husband to lead God, Mm -hmm. even though Adam was disobedient. And so my thing is, amen, it's a blessing when you have a wife and a husband Going the same way, loving God and loving each other. You can read the book of Luke. Amen. Praise God. It speak about Zacharias and Elizabeth, and the, and the Word of God brag about both of them. How they both was, was walking all the God commandments. All His audience blameless. Amen. They were serving God together. They were going to church together. They were praying together. Amen, and guess what God did? He had an angel in the house of God waiting for the husband to let him know your prayer been answered. You can have a son. That's real talk
0: So with all these nuggets We're going to continue on the nuggets Before we go on to the next question we We're talking about just because gifts So mom What's one of your favorite gifts That dad gave you That you can remember
1: <laughs> Glory <laughs> To God My very favorite gift Is my brand new car I have a 2020 Dodge Challenger just because gift. And I'm so grateful to God for my husband that how he really just really sacrificed for me and that really made me feel really 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 special and loved. That's that's one of my gifts. My favorite gift. There are so many others. The jewelry, the clothes. <laughs> but my favorite gift, I appreciate all my gifts now. But my favorite gift is my car because I had had my own car in a while. So I really appreciate the Lord and appreciate my husband. Now I want to say something else to my son and to my my lord in love. I I'm sitting here but I'm about to break just to listen to my son's heart. And to listen to my Lord and Love's heart. These are young people. These people, young people, y'all been married two or three years, and look at the love of God, the wisdom of God, flowing out this newly wed couple. Where it takes it takes years for some people just to submit and to humble himself. So I want to commend my son. I want to commend my daughter in love for the love that you have for God's word and the respect and the honor and the reverence that you have for his word. And that's the love and the unity that y'all have in the midst of y'all, in between y'all. I want to commend y'all for that. Now that's real people. A real talk.
0: Amen. Amen.
2: So, Pastor Leonard, what? Is one of your favorite gifts that Mama Paula has given you?
3: Well, during the journey, I mean, I I must be honest. Uh, She's a faithful, devoted, loving woman that really loves God and loves me. And what my favorite, what she gave me is her love. Because, I mean, when I was damned in my back, amen, and I had two pinched nerves and I located this in my back. They want to operate, amen, on me, but I wouldn't let them. But anyway, the way my wife was serving me when people was in her ear, telling her what she needed to do, she stayed with God. She never left. She, she, she meant what she told God for better or worse. And I saw for a couple of years, amen, how she stayed committed to that love, that vow she made before God. And, and that was my favorite moment. Yeah, now she gave me. She, she give me, you know, we give each other, amen, praise God. But that right there, that when I couldn't work no more, pinned to the bed, how she kept serving me and going to work, amen, praise God. Amen. And now, and now, amen, I, I just want to just brag on God for giving me a woman like that, you know. Amen. So that, that's my thing, uh, having a woman by your side uh, when you're down. Uh, she didn't leave me when I couldn't walk no more. Amen. And now uh, I do it all now. So buying her a car ain't bought nothing. What next? That I'm so glad that you brought that up
0: because there's different types of gifts. And I just want to say to the listener, um, check out Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. And I'll leave the link um, in the show notes as well as a quiz so you can take it with your significant other. And those are words of affirmation, quality, quality time, gifts, service, physical touch. So your significant other can know which one that you like to receive. Cause sometimes you may feel most comfortable giving a certain way, but that may not be the one that your your significant other wants to receive. So you gotta um put in the time and effort there. And so they do to ask you, I know you talked about what I did for you in November, but what's one of your favorite gifts that I've given you before we move on?
2: Um before I say what my favorite gift was, just for the people out there that want to do the five love languages they've also turned it into a app on your phone it's called the love nudge and you're able to go in take the quiz and you can um add your significant other and you guys can be on the app together and you guys can basically give the different um five love languages through the app in a way so like if you're if one of your affirmations was words of affirmation you could go through the app and you could say just hit a button and it says like oh I love you or you can just send a, a text message through the app and it says I love you and you're able to do the different things and it it has you to set goals it has you to do a, a bunch of different things with you and your significant other to help you guys with the five love languages and giving and receiving the love in a way that you would like to. But um, my favorite gift would have to be, and I think I've said this before on here, is the pearl necklace that my husband got me one Christmas uh, because lung cancer awareness. Uh, The color is pearl, and um, he got it for me not too long after my godmother had passed away from lung cancer, and so that is my by far my favorite gift because I wear it every single day. And if I take it off, um, I usually put it back on. And if I do take it off, people notice that I don't have it on. So I wear it all the time.
0: So for me, um, it would be the Fitbit that you gave me on my 30th birthday. As you know that, you know, just trying to do better uh, with my health. And so there was a very intentional gift that you give me so I can keep up with Keep up with my steps and all of that good stuff.
3: I would love to say this. The team matter. When You realize that you and your wife are a team. And I be always praying to God, Lord, make me better. I want to be a better teammate. I, I love to win. And winning to me is loving God and loving each other. So always live knowing that you're a team. And a good team. Because God brought that team together. That's so
0: good. Cause oftentimes when my wife would get into it, I would just have to have to go back to her and say, Hey, remember at the end of the day, it's not me against you. It's you and I against the world. And we have to remind ourselves that we got to remember who the real enemy is. Like. My wife, Slim, is not the enemy. We may get mad at each other, but she's not the enemy. The enemy is Satan. And he tried to bring division because he doesn't like healthy marriages that bring God, um, that bring God glory. So once again, I'm so glad that you said that about teamwork because we should have, each couple should have this attitude. Like it's us against the world and we're both pursuing after God. Mom, would you add anything to that?
1: The only thing I would add, Paul Wesley, and I guess it's come out. A whole lot. Because this is my very essence of my being. Always working on that love relationship with God. Keep that relationship with God strong. And out of that relationship. Your relationship with your mate. Will will become more stable. More passionate. And more secure. Also I would add. Keep your covenant. Keep your vows to God and to your mate. And that's real people. Real talk.
3: And may I also add, too? I want the people of God to know, amen, that I'm a doer to what I'm saying. And my wife can't, she's a witness. I don't wait on her. We are a team. I wash dishes. I'm my flows. I cook dinner. I get the grass cut take out the trash, I keep I keep the car clean. I do whatever. Why? Because we are a teen. Sometimes she be in prayer like 7 hours, man, and she come out, "Oh, the, the dishes washed." Yeah, girl, I say because we are a team. That's what team play that team players do. Make a team better. That now that's real talk.
0: You are e- exactly right. Um we got to remember those vows that we said before God and before um the people, um the witnesses. We said in sickness, and in health for richer and poor. So for those that have been married, I just say from a from a newlywed just kindly to to remember those vows like when the times get tough remember those vows.
2: Now, what would you say was one of the toughest moments in your marriage and how did y'all bounce
1: back? Well, I'm glad you just said one of them. <laughs> After 33 years it's been many of them. But back in 2006, when God was really shifting our ministry, and at the same time, God was shifting us. I mean, it was so much going on. I mean, God was so many tests, trials, problems, affliction, but God was using all of that to process us more into his image, into his likeness. It's called the process of perfection. But. Through it all, we remain faithful to God, faithful to the call of God. We we remain faithful in serving God, doing what God had called us to do because we knew that God was going to bring us through this thing if we remain under him and in his word, doing his will. So that was one of the toughest times in our marriage it was 2006 when God began to shift Shift the ministry began to shift us as well. But God is faithful. He got us through that time to the other side. So I want—I really want to give God all the praise and glory. Because God has done a beautiful, beautiful work in the ministry, in myself, in my husband. And we continue to allow the potter to shape and mold the clay. So we can be more like our master. And his name is King Jesus. Now that's real people, real talk.
3: Amen, baby. That's beautiful. How do you bounce back? When I think about Job, I don't compare myself to him. I don't want to ever even know. But just when I think about that and and read about his life, Mm. to lose everything, his children, servants, I mean everything. Mm. But he stayed with God. He probably got off some time with his mouth, but he stayed with God. To lose 10 kids And servants How do you bounce back You stay in it with God You're hurting but you stay with God You're in pain but you stay with God You're suffering but you stay with God You're going through but you stay with God Because only God can turn it And that's what God did for Job In the 42nd chapter amen God turned things around for him What about Ruth Lost her husband Her mother-in-law lost her husband her sister-in-law lost her husband. That's pain. But she stayed with the woman of God, went back, amen, and began to serve that woman. By working in a field and getting lost in her servanthood. in her pain, she became owner of that field she working in. She married Boaz. And her and Boaz had a son. I think obedad obedad had a son by the name of Jesse. Jesse had a son by the name of David. What well, I'm saying, don't ever give up. Amen. Ruth didn't give up. Look what God did God turned around Now you know what God can do We all know that God is able So why, why leave him when you know he can do it So you stay with God That's how you bounce back You stay with God He helped you bounce back Jesus died and he was buried But God raised him He bounced back So any, any man or woman even that's going through And you're loving God Hang in there God gonna bring you back he knows how to turn things, amen, around for you. He knows how to bring you out. He knows how to maintain you. He knows how to sustain you. He knows how to deliver you. Now, that's real talk. Hmm. I wish I had an organ playing right now. It was the word right there. I know.
0: I, I think I shared this before, but one of the um, parts of my testimony is, and my parents know this, is that how they were so committed to the Lord in their marriage, and even when they faced those tough times. And even when they wanted to To throw in the towel Even when they wanted to divorce each other But they said more than my will I want God's will And so they stuck together Through the good, the bad, and the ugly And like how my dad shares his story about If you say with the good And you go through the bad, go through the ugly That good will come back around again When you stay committed to God And so when, when I saw that I was like I want to know Jesus The love of God um, just like that Just to
3: say one more thing Brother Paul, I thought about Joseph. How did he bounce back? He being hated from his own brothers because of the God green that he's sharing. But he stayed with God. He go to work one day, the boss main wife on him every day to want to have sex with him. But he stayed with God. And for staying with God, amen, he had to go to prison, prisoner in prison for that lie. And everywhere they put that brother, God prospered him. he stayed with God. so he went through how did he bounce back? One day the king called for him and God changed his life put that brother Amy in authority he was one of the wealthy main one of the richest and wealthy man ever that ever lived. but the thing is how he stayed with God. you're in prison for a lie. your brothers hate you but what did he do? He stayed with God so when you stay with God in your tribulation, In your suffering God will bounce you back Just like Michael Jordan Bounce a ball That's real talk Amen God will
0: bounce you back And lastly I just want to I'm thinking about The couple That may be facing hard times Maybe they're on the brink Of divorce Or maybe they're just Going through a rough patch What encouragement Would y'all give
3: To that couple I would say this No matter what you're going through my wife and I, we went through a lot of stones. But one thing we did, we didn't let no stones, no fussing, or no mess, or no disagreement. Never. We never let God go. We kept him. And therefore kept us together. Through all disagreement, and we had lots of it. Through all through uh, mess, one thing that we did, and we can stand on this. We never let God go. We'll go go to God. We mad at each other. I'll I'll go pray. Lord, I need help with this woman. She'll go pray. We always ran to God in our stones. That's why we enjoying this overflow now. Because we didn't leave God in the stone. No stone turned us against God. That's what kept us. One time in our life man we like you said we were talking about getting divorced going through hard times man and couldn't hardly even hold a conversation but we we'll always talk to God I would see her sometimes We won't talk to me but she be talking to God sometimes she'd come in the room see me I won't talk to her be talking to God now if you're both talking to God in your in your disagreement what do God do help you to bounce back so what you're saying don't ever let God go ever. Let him go. He can bring you back. He can restore your marriage. He can put love. That's what he did for me. He put love and passion back in me when I almost wanted a divorce. He made me love again. What happened? Through my hardest moment in my life, living with my wife, I never not talked to him. And by staying connected to him, not letting go of him, He bounced me back as a husband To enjoy my wife And she did the same thing Now that's real talk Don't let go God
0: And mom before you answer That was a good nugget That even when you stop talking to each other If you get to that point Never stop talking to God Because as you continue to talk to God He'll make it He'll make it a way Where you'll eventually be talking back To each other
1: Oh my God That was so beautiful Pastor Paul Pastor Leonard I just, Y'all, you have summed it up. I want to just say this. You have two people in the marriage, right? And normally we want to do the blame game. We have to stop focusing so much on our mate and allow God to deal with us about us. We have to allow God to deal with us, me, myself, and I, about us. So what I'm saying, we need to get rid of the blame game, the finger pointing and go to God and allow God to transform your heart. Give you a new heart so you can love your mate God's way. And that's with a with a clean heart, with a pure heart and clean hands. whatever you do, don't give up on God. Have faith in God. Trust God. God will deliver. He will bring you through if you stay under him and if you stay in his word. You continue to stay committed and faithful to what God has called you to do. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, he said, he will make all things beautiful in time. And that's what happened. Here we are after 33 years things are beautiful in this marriage both committed to God and to fulfill the will of God so stay close to God and trust him again and don't you ever give up
3: i like to say one baby that was so beautiful i like to say one thing too amen to us men amen praise God see on my journey personally Whenever we got into it, amen, it was it was so rough, amen, praise God. You know, I would always leave my house to go straight to the church if I had to live right there. I would always talk to the devil before the devil tried to bring anything in. I would always tell the devil, devil, my wife and I might be going through, but you ain't coming in. Not a woman from nowhere coming in my life. You got to remember that. Even when you're Going through the word of God still mean when it say, give the devil no place. Don't let none of this end. So I always, I always talk to the enemy when I left the house. You're not seeing nothing here. I'm serving God. Sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta just say those, you gotta confess those words, say amen. I don't let them play with me like that. Because I'm very sincere with God and my wife. And that's how I made it, by not. Open doors to the enemy when you're going through When you're mad, don't open doors up When you're angry, don't open doors up Don't open more doors up That's real talk
0: Mom and dad, y'all are awesome Thank you so much Just for sharing um, keys to a lasting, golly marriage And also just thank you just for the constant support And encouragement The mics that we're using right now Y'all gave towards that Y'all bought multiple um, Real People Real Talk shirts And really just the words of Affirmation and encouragement Um, Growing up Because of um, y'all confidence And still to me I feel like I can go And take over the world And so Thank y'all so much For joining Real People Real Talk
3: Thank you Paul and Slim I'm just honored to be I'm joyful and My heart is melting Just to be sitting here With my son and my daughter-in-law Thank you all For having us
1: Amen Pastor Calco Thank you Prince Paul Thank you Princess Slim Love you And that's real talk That's real people, real talk.
0: That is real talk, and we love you too.
2: And thank you for taking time to listen today. Be sure to share this episode with every couple that you know, married, dating, or engaged.